Yo, what up? You know what it is. This is Straight the Clipper coming at you this week with Bring the Noise Podcast, and we got another episode up in it. You know what it is. Last week, we did Boogie Down Productions KRS-One. I figured we're going to pack the month of February with some of the realest MCs to ever do it, and coming at you this week, we're going to keep it going. And this week, I'm doing an album review from the one and only, the smooth operator himself, Big Daddy Kane. And the album is titled, Looks Like a Job 4. That's right. Now, I bet you thought I was going to do It's a Big Daddy thing. Now, that's considered his greatest album, but just like Boogie Down and KRS, I picked an album that sometimes doesn't get the most love, and I don't know why. Well, same thing this week I'm picking, Looks Like a Job 4. This is actually his 93 album. So this is, see, he had Long Live the Cane. It's a big daddy thing. Taste of Chocolate, Prince of Darkness. This is his fifth album, okay? So like I said, this album was released May 25th, 1993 on Cold Chillin' Records, uh, which is a shame. But uh, anyway, this album comes after... Two albums that didn't really, they did good commercially, maybe not the one prior to this, but Big Daddy started getting a reputation. So obviously he was known as there's, you know, the four lyrical giants, you know what I mean? Like, and those four were Rakim, KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap. You know, these are the MCs that people would argue about back in the day. Nah, G-Rap's the nicest. Nah, Rakim's the nicest. No, Karis. One's the nicest. Um, Also, I randomly just decided to pick a Big Daddy Kane. I didn't do it because they had an amazing Versus uh, two years ago or a year ago, um, which was amazing. You should totally go watch that. It was fucking epic. But I consider Big Daddy Kane in my top three MCs of all time, you know, uh, and that's why we're just go- we're going to pack February full of the monsters this this month. And the reason why I picked Long Live the Cane, I'm sorry, looks like a job for over it, Long Live the Cane or it's a big daddy thing. Here's the thing, like I was saying about the two albums before this just a little bit ago before I went off on a little bit of a tangent. The Prince of Darkness was considered a flop, all right? Even though that's actually a very good album, but like out of the three, and the three, I mean KRS-One and Rakim and himself, Big Daddy was probably the one that would have the more crossover hits. You know, he wasn't afraid to do things outside of his elements. I mean, he would do some love-type raps because he was, you know, the the sexual chocolate. He was the, you know, the Mac Daddy, you know, pimpin' ain't easy, Big Daddy Kane. But, I mean... He also would then have like a song later that would just be fucking lyrics of fury, raw as hell. You know, he could go slow. He was known for the fast. He was one of the first, you know, to really use good metaphors, punchlines, stuff like that. Um, but after the failure, or I guess to the hardcore fan, 
the failure of the Prince of Darkness and Taste of Chocolate, Big Daddy came back in 1993 with a fucking rugged, raw-ass album, but still maintaining the true essence of who Big Daddy Kane is, and that's this album, Looks Like a Job For. This is the first album I ever bought of Big Daddy Kane. So, not the first time I heard of him, but this was the first album I was ever able to get my hands on. And it was one of the early albums I got my hands on. I was, I was seventh, eighth grade, you know. And I was still catching metaphors that he says on this album. I mean, lyric-wise, I think this is one of his best albums. Like, yeah, you can go back to the old ones and they're great. But, like, not only is he more mature, but it's like he is coming from motherfuckers on this album. Like, oh, you thought, you thought I was soft? All right, well, check this out. I guess I got to prove something. Check it out. Looks like a job for Big Daddy Kane. And he's got some producers on this album coming out. You know, again, how many times have I said 93? Well, guess what? Big Daddy Kane released quite possibly one of his greatest albums in that star-studded year. And yeah, you know, I just wanted to let you know in this month why I'm picking these albums you know looks like a job for you don't really hear Big Daddy Kane fans talk very much about this album they'll agree that it's a good album but they they really love to to revisit the really older shit and I understand I get it but for me looks like a job for lyric wise I mean is a step up from anything he's done the production wise is a step up I mean it's just a it's a badass album and he still has the elements, you know, he didn't completely go full, like, you know, hardcore gangster or anything like that because he was supposed to. He still has, you know, his biggest charting song was on this album of all time, and it's definitely a love song. So, I mean, you know, it's not like he ventured away from what made Big Daddy Kane make Big Daddy Kane, but, you know, nonetheless, uh, it, it's a badass album, and we're going to get into it right now, you know what I'm saying? And I'll tell you about the producers once we get to the producers, you know, when they come up on the songs and stuff like that. He did have some singles, so he had a single, How How You Get a Record Deal, April 15th, 93. Uh, the B-side to that was Here Comes Kane, Scoob, and Scrap. And then, of course, he had Very Special. That's that love song I was telling you about. That was released August 26, 93. The B-side of that was Stop Shamming. So, anyway... Let's get into this album. Number one is titled, Looks Like a Job For. You got the title track, the song. It's produced by the Trackmasters. So again, you can go back to some of the albums before. You know, uh, when we did the A-Team, A Hero Ain't Nothing But A Sandwich, Trackmasters did all the production on that. Um, And this is a year later, and they're doing beats for Big Daddy Kane. So they hadn't quite come into their stardom of where they were doing like you know bad boy beats and like the shiny suit era type shit but like this is that early track masters again so remember those beats on the a-team album was dope uh some of the best beats on here are done by the track masters and looks like a job for is one of those one of those beats that is dope and right from the beginning it's like a curtain opening sound and then it's sampling some of big daddy kane's old like lyrics from his hits you know and all of a sudden he comes in, nobody move, nobody get hurt. And I won't have to do nobody dirt. And then just starts ripping. When I say like, man, he's in here, he's hitting the fast notes. He, the metaphors are nuts. I mean, we could sit here 
and probably have a whole episode of just metaphors on one song. Like, legitimately, when it comes to this album. That's how dope this album is when it comes lyric-wise. Just the metaphors, the punchlines, the shit that he says. It's um, I, it, it's such a good album. Such a good song, and it starts out just like that. And Big Daddy's just flexing. He even says when he's going fast, he's like, if that's too uh, fast... Here's a slower jam. Then the beat breaks down while it's cutting, and he says it real slow. You know, I am the man. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then it breaks back in. No, no hook on this song. It's just him ripping. You know, r- keeps rapping, rapping, basically letting you know, like motherfucker, what you thought it was, thought it was over for Big Daddy Kane. What you thought I sold out. What you still think my refrigerator ain't full of OE. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, check this shit out. What's up? Looks like a job for Big Daddy motherfucking Kane. And the song's awesome. It's a great intro to this to the album. Great song to start it off with. And let's play that clip. You know what I'm talking about. Number one, Looks Like a Job For from Big Daddy Kane. The album looks like a job for. Yo, hit it. Nobody move, nobody get hurt. And I won't have to do nobody work The minute I come on stage and take position A demolition will rappers catch a bad decision <laughs> I start to swing it and putting my bad thing in it Soon as I start flinging it Girls will start clinging it People will start singing it Noise oh I'm bringing it To show the booth to the booth The man I really is the king in it Cause I take the kick like hostess No, not the one you wanna play hot post with Woman. And check it out, we are back That was number one, looks like a job for And it goes right in to the next song. So as it's ending, it glides right into the next song, also produced by the Trackmasters, a single from the album, How You Get a Record Deal. So here's the thing, man. When I first bought this album and I heard Looks Like a Job For, I already liked Big Daddy Kane, right? I had heard Ain't No Half Steppin' and Smooth Operator. I had heard those old hits. But again, like I didn't have those albums. I'd just see music videos or they'd be on video games or something like that that's all I really like had to go off of so you know when I would go looking for CDs I I could only get what I could get they didn't have those other Big Daddy Kane albums they had this one but man I heard that beat coming in I was like man that's dope and then it hit this song and when I tell you this is like a one-two fucking punch to the grill you got looks like a job for all of a sudden the beat comes in it's kind of a little bit more darker a little bit more like menacing, got a little horn in it that's just dope, and oh man, all of a sudden you hear it coming in right after the first song, and the minute it hits, Big Daddy Kane just keeps, just starts fucking ripping, and I mean, I said the first one was metaphor style, god damn, this, this man is just absolutely going nuts in this song, and he's calling out, you know, it's called How You Get a Record Deal, it's basically him calling MCs out like, man, what, like, how did you even get a record deal? You're whack as fuck. He even ends one of his verses by going, you know how I feel? I think you bought your record deal. Like, somebody had to buy the, buy a deal for you because that's how bad you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, how the fuck you get a record deal? He's coming for MC's throats. Don't get it twisted. I say he's a lover MC, right? And he is at his core, but... He also is a battle MC, you know, when it comes to those, uh, to the, to the three, and I do throw Cool G Rap in there as a four, but the reason why I think there's a big three in Cool G Rap as that fourth is 
You know, Karis one is not a not a sex symbol loving man. He is in your face. He's he's raw, like I mean, high energy. Uh, you know, but the lyrics are tight. You know, he's not exactly a fast MC, but the lyrics are tight. He's conscious. Then you got Rakim. You know, he's he's not super in your face, but he's conscious and his lyrics are deep and his flow is ridiculous. You got Big Daddy Kane. Now he might not be as like in your face you know uh as karis one and he might not be as like laid back well i mean he's laid back but he might not be as uh like intergalactic lyrics like fucking rakim sends your brain into another dimension but what he is is he's a lyrical technician okay and by that i mean the he is the metaphor genius the punchline king the flower Nobody flows quite like Big Daddy Kane. I mean, Rakim is considered the flower, but when I say he's a flower, I mean, like, Big Daddy Kane was that guy, and I mean, I think a lot of MCs, including myself, have taken so much from the way he can go and then all of a sudden hit these fast lines. He's, I mean, yo, he's like, you know, he's not the inventor, but, like, he's amazing at it. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that's the element that he brings on this song. I mean, his fast shit, his slow shit, he's talking, he's battling, you know, all in all, Big Daddy Kane is that dude. Now, there's so many metaphors, but I do got one I got to say off this off this song. He's got a metaphor where the it's in his third verse, the beat breaks down, and he goes, uh, he's talking about how MCs nowadays should ask, they're asking, should I have Big Daddy Kane write rhymes for me? Is the, Do you think that that's a thing that I could do? And he goes, well, you're damn right you should. You see, my rhymes are like spandex. They make any ass seem good. <laughs> you know, okay. bro, look, I mean, we've all seen like, you know, spandex can make uh, somebody that doesn't have a nice ass look maybe acceptable. He's saying, hey, man, you're trash. But if I write rhymes for you, it'll it'll make you seem good. You know, his rhymes are like spandex. They make any ass seem good. Even when I was younger, I used to think, God damn, that's a, that's a, that's a raw ass line right there. Anyway, I keep going. These two songs, I really just had to really punch it through because they're so good. It's one of the, one of the top album entries when it comes to your first two songs I think I've ever really like experienced. So that's why I had to take a little time to just kind of explain Big Daddy Kane's craft, how he's always been and how everyone was doubting him after his last two albums, and he comes in with looks like a job for and a power-packed year like 93 and hits you, and he hits you with number one looks like a job for and then rips your head off with how you get a record deal? Dude, dope. Trackmasters, dope. Let's play that clip from number two, how you get a record deal from the album looks like a job for Big Daddy Kane, 1993. You'll play that shit. On the black Caesar tip, my dialogue is just like a break inside of a supermarket for a dog. I'm the untouchable, never to be took out. A sexy mother who child prince look out. I'm keeping girls of all shades on my trail. For my sister act down to a single white female. Cause when I hit the skins, they all say damn cane. You knock out the bush like a presidential campaign. But if you think the licking toes makes me weak, you better treat me like Freddy Krueger. And we are back. Man, you hear that shit? Look, listen to those two coming in like that. And I mean, those are just clips. You need to go listen to that shit right off the bat. Again, you know, I always tell those stories about how I get an album and I'd bring them to certain friends. You know, my 
One of my main friends that was into hip-hop with me at that time when we were in middle school is a guy named Aaron Rude. We called him Professor Ace. And I bought this album. I still remember letting him borrow it. And like I said, you know, it's the same thing. You heard me when I talked about The Villain in Black from MC Ren. I actually bought this album at the same time that I bought. I went and I got four albums all at the same time. I got The Villain in Black from MC Ren. And then I got this album from Big Daddy Kane. I got Tim Dog, uh, Penicillin on Wax. And uh, I believe the third album was Top Quality Magnum Opus. But anyway, those are my four that I got right off the bat. I might be wrong about that Top Quality album. But nonetheless, these three I remember. And I've already, that's why you heard me talk so highly about Villain and Black. But look, out of all three of them, this was the one that stood out. My, my homie was like, dude. That Big Daddy Kane album, the fucking metaphors and the flowing and the shit. Like, dude, that was when we were like, all right, we already liked him, but that's when we elevated Big Daddy Kane into that. At that time, I heard Big Daddy Kane and had one of his albums before I ever had a KRS one or Rock Him album. So for that moment there, Big Daddy Kane was my favorite MC. All three of those MCs have had a time in my life where I've been like, that's number one. Early in my life, Big Daddy Kane was number one. And, uh, yeah, anyway, let's get into the next song. I'm having way too much fun with this album, but uh, let's uh, let's get into number three. It's a song called Chocolate City. Once again, Trackmasters on production. First three going straight to the Trackmasters. How dope is that? Um, anyway, this one's got the Wolf Pack. Okay, so Big Daddy Kane has his little crew. Like I always say, you know, you know he's part of the Juice crew, Big Daddy Kane is, but... You know, this, this is like his, you know, little crew. They call themselves the Wolf Pack, all right? That's the DJ Mr. C, Scoob Lover and Scrap Lover, which are his dancers. And then you got his brother, Little Daddy Shane, in the house. Uh, you know, and there's more than that, but that's basically the Wolf Pack. And you even hear them in this song, you know, say like, people thought the Wolf Pack was over, you know, like, come on now, you must be out your goddamn mind. Anyway... Chocolate City, dude. So you had like a pretty good beat, obviously an amazing beat. It looks like a job for, but it's in the middle. It's not too slow, not too hype. You have how you get a record deal. That's fucking definitely darker, real like menacing. Dude, Chocolate City is about as high energy as it gets. I mean, it comes in just rolling. And Mr. C, he sets it off by being like, you know, with the whole wolf pack and the place to be. But, you know, basically... He doesn't rap, he just kind of does the talking at the beginning to be like, this is Chocolate City. Yo, so Scoob Lover, are you with me? And then that's when Scoob Lover just sets it off. So on the past albums he's had, Scoob and Scrap have always like kicked a verse on songs. Almost every album he's ever had. They are his dancers, but they definitely do rap. And um, they definitely do write their own shit. I used to think maybe Big Daddy Kane wrote for them, but there is... Uh, a song later on this album where um, Scrap Lover says somebody writing for Scrap is like giving a cow milk. So whether Big Daddy does or not, I mean, I, t- I, I take that as an indication that he's like, nah, I write my own shit, I right? um, But anyway, yeah, Chocolate City, Scoob Lover sets it off. You know, he's a nice MC too. You know, the metaphors are ridiculous. After that, Scrap Lover sets it off okay so scoob and scrap they go big daddy he kicks that middle verse by far scoob and scrap hold this shit over no doubt but big daddy 
takes the cake as Big Daddy is in a whole lyrical class that's uh, above most MCs. Anyway, then that leads us to the Little Daddy Shane. Now, Little Daddy Shane is Big Daddy Kane's little brother. Little Daddy Shane had done a verse on uh, the Prince of Darkness, so and he was all he's on a few songs on this album. Um, yeah, Little Daddy Shane, Big Daddy Kane's brother. I think the name's hilarious. I like it. Anyway, and then at the end is a singer named Larry. He's also part of the Wolf Pack. And he just sings his ass off, you know, even at the end, like, says the names and then says his name. And he's like, Kane, what you got? Got my ass singing, you know. And that, yeah, that's the song. Chocolate City, dope as fuck. This, this song, after the other two, high energy. I mean, you can't help but want to fucking bust a move when this song comes on. And the lyrics are hype as fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's dope. Anyway, let's play that clip from number three, Chocolate City, featuring Scoob and Scrap Lover, Little Daddy Shane, Larry, and Mr. C. From the album Looks Like a Job for Big Daddy Kane. Let's go. Who's the committee? Chocolate City! Who's the committee? Chocolate City! Who's the committee? Chocolate City! Big Daddy, are you with me? Yo, 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 look out, get out the way. Here comes the K, the A, the M, the E. <laughs> you better flee. Cause I don't need no hoodie to be hard shoot. I kill a nigga in a three-piece suit. I don't be having this over wheel of attack. A size 13 to the butters, no matter fact. A hard blow to the face, I provide. They give you a crooked eye, just like St. Eyes. <laughs> and we are back. That was number three, Chocolate City, which goes into number four. And number four is a prelude to the number five song, okay? So what this is, is it's just some people snapping their fingers it's like you know like they're having a cipher outside now big daddy's talking his shit on this you know this is basically him saying you know he starts going off like people said he sold out you know uh gangsta pranks to define yourself and put that rough talk on the shelf you know he says you wouldn't steal first base at a baseball game you never sold drugs you never was a thug but you're talking all that shit i mean you know it's it's just him talking his shit and then at the end he's like to prove that i'm a gangster only brings me trouble but to prove that i'm a lover and then you hear a zipper unzip and someone in the background goes and they off you know and uh throughout the whole thing you can hear people in the background like you know you know making sounds doing the woo wee you know type shit while he's ripping it like i said like a cipher of just people sitting around banging on the table snapping their fingers type shit But anyway, at the end, when he goes, you know, and they off, you know, the pants come off, basically saying, I could go gangster just to prove you motherfuckers something wrong, but, you know, I'd rather be a lover. And then he goes, but still you insist that I do this, which then immediately goes into the next song, and we'll get into that when we get into that. For now, let's play a clip from the prelude number four from Big Daddy Kane album Looks Like a Job for 1993 play it gangster or prankster define yourself <laughs> and put that rough talk on the shelf you talk all that robbery shit but it's lame you wouldn't steal first base at a baseball game never sold drugs you never was a thug but you're talking yin yang like as if you've been the gang <laughs> i mean for goodness sake the only beef you ever had was a sirloin steak you want to question me and all the words i say well you can bring the noise any fucking day i rock a rugged and rough rhyme to beseech you and if i see you at a party hey and we're back and we're just gonna keep rolling right in since these two basically 
are, you know, together. Like I said, so the prelude ends and it goes right into this rough ass beat called The Beef Is On. Okay, Big Daddy says, still you insist that I do this and it goes into that beat. Big Daddy Kane produced both these tracks. So the prelude number four, he also produced the track The Beef Is On. Um, Just like you'd expect, you know, the other, you, I mean, this one's like probably one of the hardest songs on here, like I said. And just like how you get a record deal, I mean, he comes into this one, he's talking shit, but the way he does the gangsta shit is he does it like he's a mafia gangsta, okay? He's not doing no, like, petty bullshit on the streets. Like, he's basically saying, like, you know, we roll like the Corleone family. Like, basically, like, talking about taking hits they even sample um on the record like old gangsta movies like you know send your man down i'll send him back in a paper bag you know and in the hook it samples cool g rap saying you got beef you better save it for the motherfucking meat market off of one of his uh songs and uh you know you got beef it's sampling um uh, ice cube going once again it's on you got beef once again it's on this is a hype ass song the beat is raw as hell it's dope as fuck big daddy kane is getting hardcore on this motherfucker but he's doing it like i said in like a mafia way so it's more like he's just telling a story type shit and i like it because it doesn't seem forced it doesn't seem like he's being something he's not he's also proven to you that he can get down and swing it like that if you want he's talking his shit and letting you know bitch don't fuck with big daddy kane okay you don't want to step to the big daddy kane whether that's lyrically in the streets it don't matter just don't don't step to the big daddy kane unless you want the beef to be on you know what i'm saying so let's play a clip of number 5 i'm done talking i'm done doing this shit i'm gonna let big daddy hit you with this shit the beef is on from big daddy kane looks like a job for yo hit it it's elephant harlem a main man just caught a back one wet up by magnum when he didn't have none that goes to show you that even when you're respected brothers are still trying to think it butt naked so i went out of town to get the lowdown the seal made the whole thing go down Word on the street sat some kids from the Bronx with automatics came to start static. Some new jacks at the game, try to get a name, how point to prove wrong move. And we are back. That was number five. The beef is on. Whoo. That gets us into number six. A song called Stop Shamming. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Easy Mo B on the beat. That's right. Easy Mo B had done some producing for Big Daddy Kane on his other albums too so it wasn't like the two uh this is their first time meeting up but easy mo b hadn't uh reached his uh i guess you would say platinum status uh until i wouldn't even say platinum but like where he was really in high demand um until he made you know beats for tupac's me against the world you know uh big uh notorious big's fucking ready to die you know this is the man that produced the song flavor in your ear you know for craig mack so this is prior to all the success he had be after this album i wouldn't say that this necessarily led to that he was doing beats for all types of people at the time it's just he eventually got real big you know what i'm saying but anyway he's on this album and he's got a beat for number six stop shaman stop shaman is one of the illest beats on this one it's not hard 
core like the beef is on. It's not high energy like Chocolate City. And it's not eerie like, you know, how you get a record deal. But it's it's just a dope-ass beat. It's a nice beat. Starts off with like kind of like a 30s-sounding um, type like orchestra, I guess you would say. And it breaks into the beat. And the beat is so good, man. It just makes you feel good. And Kane, once again, is talking to shit. But on this one, he's talking shit to people that are fake. And what I mean by fake, you know, Big Daddy Kane has always been very involved with the 5% nation. You know, he's always been very conscious, very proud of being an African-American man. You know, obviously, one of his fucking biggest songs is I'm Young, Gifted, and Black, one of the dopest songs he ever made. On this one, he's basically talking shit to people, being like, you know, you you claim black is beautiful, but then you go and bleach your skin. You know, you talk about Muslims and uh, representing, but then you won't even shake Farrakhan's hand in public. I think you're shaming. You know, you you try to go take out your, you know, you try to straighten your hair because you don't like that it's all nappy. Uh, but you're shaming. Stop shaming. You know, he's basically just calling people out in '93 for being like, yo, you're faking the funk, basically. And the beat is dope. And like I said, you know, he's kicking his shit. In the third verse, you know, he even says, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I say, damn, Black Caesar, how'd you get to be the woman, please? He obviously has always called himself Black Caesar. And he's like, you know, because I remember when girls didn't notice me, but now they want to talk to me like I'm Jodeci, you know. Um, And, you know, he's talking his shit. He's like, I'll get with you, but I hope you don't think you're going to be in my next video. And then he talks about people that uh, claim to be hanging with him since he was a kid. Uh, they start remembering more times than Michael Jackson. But, you know, he can't he can't hang with the tagalongs and all that shit. You know, you sham and stop shamming, you know. One of my favorite songs from Big Daddy Kane. I love this song. So let's play that clip from number six. Stop shamming. Easy Mo B on the beat. Big Daddy Kane looks like a job for. You'll play that. 158 Lewis Avenue between Lafayette and Van Buren. That was back during the days of hanging on my bed stop block. With Spencer Mitch following my cousin Murdoch. All the brothers were real. Going for what they feel. By the way, peace to my man Sean Big Neil. Now at 93, I'm still being me. You think my refrigerator ain't full of Oli? <laughs> a lot of times I can fly with the suit and the tie. Yeah, I went from rags to riches, but I still rock the saggy britches. And I don't Check it out, coming back in like that. We got number seven, Brother Man, Brother Man, featuring Little Daddy Shane. This is produced by Cool V, Cutmaster Cool V. Uh, Brother Man, Brother Man, it's just Little Daddy Shane and Big Daddy Kane just uh, basically rapping with one another. They even say, you know, the beat is real cool. I like it. It's got a nice horn loop in it. It even starts off, and it's just Big Daddy Kane and Little Daddy Shane going, Brother Man, Brother Man, uh-huh, a Brother Man, Brother Man, check it, we wreck shots, you know, and they trade verses back and forth, metaphors are on point, dope song, man, just a fucking dope song, and, you know, they even end it with a Melly Mel, you know, and um, there's, I just like the song, you know, the way they end it, there's a part where Little Daddy Shane goes, I'm a cool mother, and then Big Daddy Kane comes in and goes, chill, Shane, respect your elders, you know, and then he's like, okay, okay, and then they'll be like, well, I got a little rap thing I want to breeze through, so should I release you? Oh, oh, please do, so Big Daddy, my ace, my brother, come on the mic and let's rock with one another, you know, they say shit like that until the next one will kick a full verse, and yeah, you know, 
awesome. It's just two brothers uh, that are actually brothers fucking kicking verses back and forth. It's dope. It's a dope beat. Like it. Little Daddy Shane's got a good voice, good flow. Again, I don't know if he writes his shit, but nonetheless, it sounds good. And Big Daddy Kane's always coming. I'll just tell you right now, there's never going to be a part on this album that I'm going to say Big Daddy Kane's lyrics were a little, uh, no. They're like on point on every fucking song. Even the love songs, it doesn't matter. Big Daddy Kane's just on point. Anyway, let's play a clip from number seven. Brother Man, Brother Man, featuring the Little Daddy Shane from the album Looks Like a Job For. Hit it. Brother Man, Brother Man. Uh-huh, a brother man, brother man. Check it. We wreck shop from nighttime to dawn. It's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's gone. Cause little daddy's like a rap, help the skelter, a bad mother. Chill, shame, respect your elders. My younger one, uh, tall and yellow. Ayo, I got you covered like an umbrella. Well, I got a little rap thing I want to breeze through. So may I release you? Oh, oh, please do. So little daddy, my ace, my brother, get on the mic and let's rock. And we are back. Man, yeah, I, I mean, let me tell you, this album... There's a lot of heavy hitting albums in 93 and out of, again, I think this one gets lost, but like, you know, going back and listening to it again and like, it, it's not even just nostalgia for me. Like this is just a straight up good ass album, like from beginning to end, just a straight up good ass album. Anyway, that leads us into number eight, an album called, I'm sorry, a song called Rest in Peace. Produced by Easy Mo B, so that's right. We got another Easy Mo B beat on here. Like I said, he's got some good producers on this shit. That ain't even yet, you know, that ain't even all yet. You had the Trackmasters, you got Easy Mo B. Come on, man. You got Big Daddy Kane doing his own shit. I like it. Anyway, Rest in Peace. This is a funny-ass song. Uh, it starts with, like, a pastor giving a sermon at a funeral, talking about this microphone that... Uh, you know, he's, he met his end at the wrath of the lyrical Big Daddy Kane. So one day he was just chilling in the studio and Big Daddy came in to record and that was it. He he killed the mic, you know. And so the pastor goes, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. May this microphone rest in peace. And then the beat just kicks in and it's a fucking, it's a heavy hard ass beat. I ain't gonna lie, like. This beat comes in stomping, like Easy Mo B came in stomping. And, um, you know, once again, just like his other songs, I mean, but he has certain ones, you know, like How You Get a Record Deal, uh, Looks Like a Job For, and, uh, you know, some of those ones, uh, dude, he goes nuts on the metaphors here, too. Like, I mean, basically saying all sorts of ways of how he... Uh, is destroying the microphone, you know? It's just, uh, it's it's such a rugged-ass song. The beat is rugged, and, you know, uh, Big Daddy Kane just fucking annihilates this song. Like, annihilates the beat. It's ridiculous, actually. It's, like, not even fair. I mean, but the song's called Rest in Peace, so what are you going to do? You got to come in with some fucking heavy shit. Again, man, you go listen to this album. Whew. It's, it's just, it's... It's nonsense how good this album is. It's nonsense how good Big Daddy Kane is. And, like, you know, even on those two albums that weren't considered very good, he still has jams in there that are fucking hard. Like, I mean, like, and his lyrics are always, always on point. Even if they're simplistic, they're still on point. But they ain't shit simplistic about Rest in Peace. Uh, Not at all. Anyway, let's play a clip 
from number eight, Rest in Peace. From Big Daddy Kane, the album looks like a job for 1993. Let's go. Because I utilize my skills to brutalize And in a battle, man, you should see what I do to guys And we are back, and that leads us into our next song This is his other single This is his highest charting song of all time Even out of his other albums This is for his first and only top 40 hit It's a song called Very Special Featuring Spinderella from Salt and Peppa. okay? And uh, this is basically a cover song, okay? So, and, and I mean, it's the same beat and everything. It's a cover of a song called Very Special, a song from Deborah, Lew- uh, Deborah Laws, I'm sorry, um, from a 1981 single that she had. Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, not very often do you see um, a cover in hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, they might, they sample and they might like redo it a little bit, but this is like a full on basically like cover, you know, uh, most notably it also got covered by Jennifer Lopez and LL Cool J probably almost 10 years later. And that was almost like a cover of big daddy Kane's song. So a cover of a cover, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, you know, this is his love song. He's always had these on whatever, you know, album he's had. This is what he's always been known for. This is the difference between him and the other two, and it's not a bad difference, despite what some people may think. You know, he it's it's not. This is the element. He is the big daddy Kane. He is the smooth, you know, operator. He's the dark Casanova, you know, Black Caesar. He is the prince of darkness. This is what he's always been about, you know? So um, he also has singing on here from Larry Williams and Karen Anderson. So... Uh, those two at the end of this song end up just belting some lyrics out. Uh, again, I used to skip this song when I was a kid because, again, I I didn't, you know, to me it was soft, you know. But again, I never had experienced anything like that. Now going back and listen to it, it's actually very well done. It's a very playfully done song, you know. There's time, you know, it's Spinderella and Big Daddy Kane like rapping at each other, you know. Big Daddy Kane's trying to get her. You know, she's apprehensive at first type of thing, you know. He, um, you know, she even asks him in the in the song, she goes, well, what about all that pimping ain't easy stuff? And, you know, he has this way when he's rapping, he'll be like, oh, oh, I was just kidding. You know, like in the middle of one of his rhymes, he'll, he'll just stop and kind of start like, oh, no, 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 I was just kidding, you know, type of thing. And uh, then, you know, there's some other things where she's like, why... I, th- I like the game you're kicking right now. And then he goes, well, let's talk about sex, baby. And she's like, no, not that good. We ain't there yet, you know. Obviously, hinting at Salt and Peppa's song, let's talk about sex, because that's Spinderella was the DJ for Salt and Peppa. So, you know, playfully done lyrics, well done. Um, you know, and it'll be them talking, and then it hits the hook, which is the exact same from the original song. Singing like, all my love is all I have. And then the guy will come in and say like, you know, 
you need me and I need you, you know, obviously that type of stuff. And then they come back in and saying very special, you know, it's, it's not a bad song at all. Honestly, it's five minutes and three seconds. Cause at the end, Larry, the same guy that was singing on chocolate city, Larry Williams is the one who's singing on this and dude's got a voice that just fucking rolls. Okay. Like, I mean, sings it, belts it. And so does Karen Anderson, though. So at the end of this song, those two are just fucking sanging, you know, like that 93 type, you know, sang, basically. Um, it, it doesn't really seem out of place. I understand if someone skips this song, you know, but it's really not that bad of a song, you know, very special. Let's play a clip from it. Number nine off of the album looks like a job for from Big Daddy Kane. Featuring Spinderella, Larry Williams, and Karen Anderson. Let's go. My, 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 yes, I must admit that I have never knew love like this before. And I adore everything about you. I do mean every part of for making someone this beautiful have mercy. I want to kiss your father. You're the kind of girl I want to get closer to. Become the most of you like love is supposed to do. Because I fell straight into your trap. And since they say love is blind, I'm the Ray Charles of Rap. And we're back, and that leads us into number 10. I did forget to say there's 14 tracks on here, so we got a pretty solid album. Like I said, it's dope, and it ain't lacking nothing. There's some good jams on this bitch. The whole fucking album, even very special. You just heard it's not bad. Give it a chance. Anyway, number 10, y'all. We got a track called Here Comes Kane Scoob and Scrap. So... You know, he always had an old lyric back in the day where he'd say, here comes Kane, Scoob, Scrap, Jay, and Mr. C. You know, his manager and everything, you know, just, yeah, that's his thing. So that's the sample on this song, right? Once again, we got Easy Mo B on production. So, I mean, come on now. You know that's going to be dope. Um, Anyway, so on this one, it's different. So Scrap goes first. You know, then Scoob, then Big Daddy Kane. It's just the three of them. There's no Lil Daddy Shane, nothing. So, once again, this beat's just about as hype as fucking Chocolate City. I mean, for real. So, you know, Chocolate City was a posse cut, basically, with the Wolf Pack. Number 10, I mean, similar. You got this. You got the background dancers, and you got Big Daddy Kane. You got you, you got Scoob, Scrap, and Kane. You know, the, the, the trio coming in. The beat's n- just nuts. And... They, once again, they just kick it. This is the song that he says somebody writing for Scrap is like giving a cow milk. Um, and then Scoob goes after him. Uh, the one thing, one lyric I really want to throw out here is there, that I always liked, you know. Again, we got metaphors for days, you know. Scoob Lover goes, going through the city, the nitty gritty, always together like titties. You know, I remember again, I mean, it's, it may seem simple, but at the same time, the way it's executed, the way you throw it in, I mean, we all know that titties are always together. They're always right next to each other. You know what I'm saying? That's a dope ass line. Always together like titties. You know, I like it. Anyway, the songs, I, I do I need to say any more about how I'm speaking about this? Once again, Big Daddy Kane does take it. I mean, he takes it. He rips it at the end. He has, he has the third verse. Um, you know, Scoob and Scrap can really always hold their own, but at the end of the day, Big Daddy Kane's going to steal the show. That's just what he does. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much most of the features on this album is Scoob and Scrap, you know, Little Daddy Shane, and, uh, you know, 
I guess Spinderella would be one of the bigger ones, but uh, and then having Larry sing and Karen, but that's pretty much he pretty much just sticks with the Wolf Pack on this one, and uh, Spinderella's really the only one that's like, you know, an outside feature, but it works. That's what I like about it. It's just Big Daddy Kane ripping, and it's just him sticking with his crew, keeping it raw, keeping it rugged. Looks like a job for you know what I'm saying. Anyway, let's play that clip from number 10. Here comes Kane, Scoob, and Scrap. Off the album looks like a job for right about now. Let's play that. Here comes the prince of darkness, ready to spark this and show the people just who is the hardest. Rough and rugged, kind of similar to a nugget, but yet and still I managed to keep the groove smooth. Rap up my rectum, rappers I dissect them, cause anything I say on the mic will affect them. So bad they gotta run for shelter, so rappers take fight like they work for Delta. They know I ain't having it, stops and I'm grabbing it, faking a flick and I try your sadly mistaken. And we are back. That's gonna get us into number 11. A song called Ends Never Learn. We got Large Professor on the fucking beat on this. So, you know, Large Professor, mostly known from Main Source, produced shit for Nas, obviously. Um, Prior to this, he got no credit on it, but he had produced shit for Eric B. and Rakim and Cool G Rap. Like, so... Here he is on a Big Daddy Kane. This is his only song that he produced on this album. But the beat is, I mean, here's the thing. The beat, all of Large Professor's beats are usually dope. This one's really laid back. It's really just kind of a quiet beat. You know, Big Daddy Kane doesn't have a lot of energy on it, but he's probably he might be talking his most shit on this. And the bass line on this song is dope as fuck. I mean, it's just awesome. It's just a simple but yet dope-ass beat, Large Professor style. And this is Big Daddy Kane being like, you know, ends never learn. Y'all motherfuckers don't ever learn. Why you got to test me? When are you going to learn that I I can't be defeated? I'll always win. I'm the fucking man. He's talking his shit. And basically, you know, plenty of room has been said. Many, many, many new jacks got it through their head that they could, you know, ease up on Kane and put, you know, thinking you can mess with the Kane. Yeah, right. You're just as soft as baby powder, you know, type shit. I mean, he's talking his shit in this, you know, and the way that it ends, you know, with his verse, he'll be like, ends never learn. And then it samples Richard Pryor, you know, saying end, and then sampling Big Daddy Kane like, this is for your own concern. And then it samples Karis one going, you must learn. And then, yeah, it's it's dope as fuck. The sample of Karis one saying, you must learn. And then, you know, has fucking Richard Pryor in there, you know, being like, brothers, this is for your own concern. You must learn. And, you know, then Big Daddy Kane comes back in. The beats, you know, school smooths back out. And he's got a nice little thing at the end of the song where he goes with his little quick style. He goes, the bigger, the better, the brother, the boss. And then he goes, damn, brothers never learn. You know, like it's, it's just, yeah, it's dope, laid back. And he's just kicking his shit, and he's just letting you know, man. Like, man, when are you gonna learn? Stop talking that shit. I'm gonna have to. Wha- I'm gonna wax that motherfucking ass. You know what I'm saying? On that note, let's play that clip from number eleven. Ends never learn from Big Daddy Kane off the album. It looks like a job for 1993. Play it. Things been said, plenty rumors been spread. Many, many, many new jacks got it in their head that they can race up on this and put the cane in front. <laughs> you're right. Listen, you're just a soft as baby powder. 
Don't let your mouth get you up, your rhymes can't get you out of Some good advices don't even come at my way You better press up on Chucky if you're looking for child's play Cause I'm a grown ass man in total command One of the best to ever be and no other can ever take a stand And we are back That leads us into number 12, a song called Give It To Me Produced by Mr. C and Spark Boogie Um, This one is... So he'd have these songs too, you know, he has the, he had the love song where it's him and Spinderella and him being like, I just want to be with you, you know, I want to be that man, you know, uh, lick you from head to toe type, you know, shit. Uh, well, number 12, Give It To Me is just him, I mean, this is like full raunchy, Big Daddy Kane, you know, sex, meta. I mean, his metaphors are nuts in here, you know. I love the one where at the end of one of his verses he goes, I'm like a radio station, continuous jams. Like, basically being like, baby, I can go all night. I'm like a radio station with continuous jams. And that's how he's even saying, he's like, you know, you got to guard your grill. No, 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 not that one. I'm talking about that lower, you know, like <laughs> type shit. Like, talking about putting work into the bed spring, you know, broken bed springs, this, that. I mean, he is just talking to shit in the background. You can hear like a girl moaning and like the sound, the sound even sounds like someone's fucking on a bed. Basically it's, you know, it's hey, this is what big daddy Kane's about. You know what I'm saying? And he lays it out on this song. I mean, it's a dope song. I'm not going to lie. This would be one of the songs that when I was a kid and if I was just listening to it, if people were around, you know, it was almost so goddamn grimy sometimes that I'd be not grimy in a bad sense, because, you know, nowadays they just throw it all out. I mean, this isn't like WAP or anything, you know, but, you know, it is Big Daddy Kane just going through all the different positions and all the things that he wants to do to you and how it's going to be, you know, and like, obviously, but, you know, he does it in a way where he's not being super graphic with it. You know where he's going. He's painting a picture without saying it, but kind of saying it, you know what I mean? Again, the metaphor, like Big Daddy Kane is the fucking king of the metaphor you know what i'm saying like he just is and like i said the whole album is filled with it kind of like how you know um looks like a job for how you get a record deal all of his verses have it some songs have it just a little bit more you know i feel like like the beef is on is good too but ends never learn and give it to me i mean his metaphors are just going on it anyway let's play that clip from number 12, give it to me from Big Daddy Kane album. Looks like a job for Hit It. Ready, willing, and able. Here comes the new modern day dark cable. On the mattress and on the box springs. Girls, they want to sport me like bamboo earrings. The go getter, the skin sitter. And if your girl said she met me, I probably did her. Word up, the sex super stud. I jump your bones like 10 crips against one blood. The N-A-S-T-Y. Ready for action if you want to see why. So come on. And we are back. And that leads us into number 13, ladies and gentlemen. Goddamn. Number 13 is the Nuff Respect remix. Now, you heard me say it on the top five soundtracks episode. Nuff Respect was on the Juice soundtrack. Now, the original beat was done by Hank Shockley from the Bomb Squad and Gary G. Wiz. Um, that, the original beat is dope, okay? It's very fast. It's very, you know, it's got the horn loop. It's, 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 a, dope, it's a dope beat. And the way Big Daddy rips it, you know, it, the lyrics are the same on both songs. But God damn, is the remix 
the remix is one of the most rugged, rough, raw motherfucking beats I've ever heard. It's Easy Mo B. It, I mean, I couldn't even believe when I found out this beat was Easy Mo B. Because most of his beats are pretty laid back. But uh, that's a big nah right there. All of his beats on this have been pretty fucking in your face. None of them are more in your face than the Nuff Respect remix. You can tell he recorded it over again because he's just got more of a fucking uh, in the fucking lyrics for this song because the beat is different. Look, no disrespect to Nuff Respect, the original, but Nuff Respect, the remix? God damn. And, you know, again, when he was doing his verses against KRS-One, he did Nuff Respect, but he did the original. I remember sitting there, I was like, man, if you would have did the remix, though, if you would have came out to that fucking remix, ooh, that would have, ooh. But nonetheless, man, this song... This is what made me want to try to even rap fast, all right? I mean, he's got fast lines all over this album and on other albums, but he's got that line at the beginning where he's like, enter the dragon, as I saw at the back of the back of the tank, you know, and like just starts, dude, and he's just monstrous on this song. Lyrics are exactly the same as they were in the original, so like the, the original was a lyrical monster, but over this beat, it's like creates a whole different beast, you know what I'm saying? Like... Basically, the original Nuff Respect was his first form. Uh, Nuff Respect Remix is its final form. You know, like, that's that's the way it is. I'm going Dragon Ball Z analogy again. But, like, yeah, Nuff Respect Remix is, is ridiculous. It's fucking amazing. So let's play that clip from the Nuff Respect Remix from Easy Mo B on the beat. Big Daddy Kane album looks like a job for 1990 motherfucking three. Get ready to frown that face up because this going to get you right here. Play that shit. Into the dragon. As I start the regular dragon, I say the bagging, I rap the soul, the bandwagon. Feel the fury of a renegade. Well, men are slaves. So send the aid because I penetrate. Being a mess up. Well, lyrics I dress up. So don't even mess up. But trying to press up, it's better to fess up. Because if a rapper ever goes too far, man, I start the screaming on them seats like Tarzan. So what is the glare when I appear? None to compare, so take a seat in the rear. Child, you gotta understand, you're just a man. Sit next to the man, sit next to the man, sit next to the man. And no one fire comes higher than the Messiah's fucking the mic like a... Oh, my God, do I love that fucking song. I'm telling you right now, if you tell me... That, that might be the... I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of really good Big Daddy Kane songs, but that one is at the top of my list. And it's the remix one. Oh, man. You, if someone was like, show me how good Big Daddy Kane really is, that would be one of the songs I'd play. I'd be like, yo, you better give the enough respect due, son. If you ain't giving Big Daddy uh, the respect, then you, you get the fuck out of here. You can't sit here. You listen to this album. and you If anyone listened to this album and said, eh, Big Daddy Kane's so-so, I'd, I'd fucking slap you right in the face with a wet sock. And tell you to get the fuck out of my face. A wet, stanky sock. They'd leave a stank on you. That's that's what I do to you. Uh-uh. It ain't happen. Big Daddy is a goddamn lyrical giant. A titan is what he is. Anyway, that was number 13. Enough respect. Number 14 is the final, the finale, you know. Um, it's just a shout-out. He doesn't really rap, you know. He kind of comes in at the beginning, kicks like maybe like a four bar verse and then he just shouts out all the crew you know everyone that's down with him and i mean it's like a three minute and ten seconds so he shouts out a lot a lot of people you know lots and lots of people i'm not gonna go through who he all shouts out 
Beat's pretty simple. It was uh, made by Big Daddy Kane. You know, like most outro or intro beats, it's just simple little something for him to talk shit over. You know, at the end, he quotes a Dolomite, um, being like, I'd rather be loved for who I am, or I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for what I'm not, you know? Um, and then it just is him saying peace. And that's the end of the album. It's dope as fuck. Let's play that clip, number 14, the finale, the final from a looks like a job for Big Daddy Kane. Let's play that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The toenail liquor, nobody can rap slicker. And as the record plays, my pockets are getting thicker. And Mr. C, what's that one's out when people are here now? <laughs> hey, this goes out to my son, Lamel, and the little daddy Shane. And we are back, and ladies and gentlemen, that is, that's the album, y'all. That is, it looks like a job for. Now, just look at all those albums I've done from 93 so far. You just, they have something about them. Not that none of the other years of hip-hop didn't have, you know, to me, 88 and 93, man. They, there's some special years in hip-hop. All those other years are fucking amazing, too. You know, 92, 94, they're not that far below 93. It's just, I don't know, man, something about 93. It's like everyone came with their A game, including a lyrical giant like Big Daddy Kane. Um, I'm not, you know, my favorite KRS-One album of all time came out in 93, too. But we're not talking about the year 1993. We're just talking about it looks like a job for So you know what I got to do. How the fuck am I going to take three songs off this album? Like, I love this album maybe more than anybody else. I put it out there. I would I would bet you. I mean, again, you go look at Big Daddy Kane fans, and, like, some people don't like this album at all. Most Big Daddy Kane uh, fans do like this album. They don't have it near the top, but they do like the album. Some people even say the album after this, uh, Daddy's Home, is better than this album. Um... I disagree, even though I do think they're very on par with each other, but uh, we'll save that for another episode when we do uh, Daddy's Home. Uh, Again, I like uh, all of his albums. Taste of Chocolate might be the one that I'm kind of like, eh, but there's still some fucking super solid jams on that one too. But uh, this, this is like my fucking favorite Big Daddy Kane album, you know? Like, I can sit here and say that It's a Big Daddy Thing is better, but... I don't know. I still think I like this one better. And that, that, that's just this. I'm telling you this because this is me trying to avoid having to take three songs off of this fucking album. So obviously I ain't going to cop out. So I can't take the prelude and I can't take the finale off. So I am going to take, even though I said, listen to it, it's fine. But like, I got to take very special off. I mean, if I'm going to take any song off, uh, I feel okay taking very special off. Um, God damn, y'all, how the hell am I going to do this? I hate to do it, but Give It To Me is a funny fucking song. I like how he's just straight up being like, bitch, we going to fuck right now. But I'm going to take number 12, Give It To Me off, um, just because I got to have some of the other ones. And number three, I mean, what the fuck do I do here, guys? How do I take anything off? Like, so... I've decided to take number eight, Rest in Peace, off. Even though you heard me say how fucking hard 
that beat is. And man, that song is is amazing. The metaphors in that song is fucking nuts too. I just these other songs, I just love them so much more. Even though I really do love Re- Rest in Peace. I mean, I really do, but I got to keep I got to keep the other ones on there. You know what I'm saying? So just to do a recap, I'm taking number nine, very special off. I'm taking number 12, give it to me off. And uh, I'm taking number eight, rest in peace off. So I'm sorry, rest in peace. But uh, that leaves me with the top three. This is also very difficult. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is tough. Um, so... I obviously have to have the Nuff Respect remix on there, number 13. Definitely the best song on the whole album, no doubt about it. Um, and to me, I would have to have How You Get a Record Deal from number two. Uh, that song is just super good. And this last one is tough for me because I love the Posse Cut Chocolate City. Um, I love It Looks Like a Job For. I really want to put Looks Like a Job For in the top three, but I have always, always loved number six, Stop Shaman. Um, that also could potentially, f- for me, be my favorite song off the album. I know I said enough respect, but uh, I really love Stop Shaman. I love that beat. I love that song. Um... Yeah, so a recap on that, my top three. I got number two, How You Get a Record Deal. I got number six, Stop Shamming. And I got number 13, The Nuff Respect Remix. And God damn, ladies and gentlemen, this is such a good, solid, amazing album. Don't overlook it. I don't know why it gets overlooked. I don't know. You know, even at the time, it got decent reviews, you know, but... It was, I think, after everything that had happened with the two albums before, people thought that he only made this hardcore album to kind of be like, solidify himself back in. And maybe because once again, it was just a heavy packed year for hip hop. And maybe Big Daddy was viewed as being kind of oldish at the time. I don't know. But uh, I think it's some of his best work, honestly. I think the production on this album is some of the best production he's had. Um, I think the lyrics on this album are some of the best lyrics he's had. I like that he only kept the features to the Wolfpack. It's a it's a solid album for me. It holds a special part uh, in my upbringing. I love this album. Looks like a job for. It. Please go listen to this album. You will not be disappointed. If you have already heard it, then you know. Like I said, when we used to do shows back in the day. Uh, my buddy producer Chris, when he would be kind of playing music before any of the shows would start, he would play a lot of music from this album. And usually, pe- I mean, you throw Chocolate City on, people would dance to that shit. And like, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, looks like a job for is a solid album in a solid year from one of the greatest MCs of all time. So on that note, just make sure you click subscribe, like, and follow on Instagram and Facebook at Bring the Noise Podcast. Until next week, I am your host, Straight the Clipper. And of course, I'm Audi 5000. Hit me with that piggity piggity piece. One, two, and three.